Thank you for joining us today uh, to our Rise Higher podcast uh, with your host Amos, uh, the praying man. Um, a lot of people ask me uh, how to start praying, how to live a life of faith, how to uh, make themselves be seen by our Father above. And um, there's a lot of information that we all have to take in account. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that we can do to get together, to get closer uh, to our Father, right? Um, first and foremost, I think that uh, the very base of religion, the very base of faith, the very base of becoming a good person or transforming into a good person is by following your heart. When you follow your heart, um, you start making decisions, not just for yourself, or for the good of uh, your life, but uh, for the good and benefit of others as well. Um, there's different levels of charities that we can have. There's different levels of um, giving uh, that we can do uh, for other people. But first and foremost, one of the bases of uh, faith is trying to connect, not just with our Father above, but uh, with your inner self by becoming one with your inner self you start shifting the energies that are going to play a part into you having a closer relationship with God. First and foremost, uh, as, in, as is going to be the tradition with every uh, podcast that we do, we're going to do uh, a set of prayers that is going to first and foremost put us in the right frequency uh, for us to receive this information and for you to open your heart and be able to uh, start forgiving yourself uh, for whatever mistakes you have done to uh, motivate you to get uh, out of whatever hole you find yourself into right now or simply uh, dealing with whatever pain ache in your heart so so this moment I want you to close your eyes and think about Think about faith. Think about what makes you smile. So let's go ahead and close our eyes. And just listen to me. And meditate on the words that I'm going to speak to you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is within thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the end, at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, 
and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 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 Let's open our eyes. People ask me, why do I say these prayers, first and foremost, before tackling any interaction or setting up my, so to set up my day? And I think one of the first things that we learn when, that we need to learn, actually, when we pray, is to slow down. When we slow down, we're able to actually listen to the words that we hear, and we're even able to listen to ourselves say these words and put an image in our head of the Father's love. So the very first advice, the very first suggestion that I give to people when they ask me, how can I get closer to the Father, is to learn the, the right cadence of the prayers. It's not about, it's not a, it's not a race, it's not a competition to see who says the words first or who completes it first, or how loud the words are, uh, are said. These words uh, were given to us at whatever stage in our existence to memorize as keys to be able to access the wisdom of heaven. As you can attest to the cadence of the words that I said, remember that we can visualize, we, can, we must visualize the love of the Father in these words. When we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. We're speaking and glorifying the name of our Father with love. And not just with love, but affection as well. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praising heaven itself. We're praising his glory. And we're trying to invoke that into every single um, realm that we find ourselves at this moment. By saying the words of uh, the Lord's Prayer and the Hail Mary and the Glory Be, when we say it and we slow ourselves down, we're accessing that wisdom, we're accessing that imagery that is going to start changing the frequency of our heart and at the end of our life. By learning how to pray, it's almost like we make a contract. It's almost like we realize the responsibility of being a good man and a good woman, a good individual overall. By saying these words, we're letting the world know. We're letting all the energies that fluctuate of our interactions with others know that whatever we do, we're going to do it with a good heart and with good intention. So as we say these prayers, we need to understand, or we have to say these prayers with humility, not just with love, not just with devotion, but with humility. By saying these words, these praises, we find ourselves accessing the wisdom of heaven. That is why these words are so important. That's why these prayers have not been forgotten. That's why these prayers are recited billions of times 
around the world. But most of all, owe it to ourselves to say it with the right cadence, just so we can feel the impact of those words in our heart and in our soul. And once we start feeling the impact of those words, that's when we start shifting our inner self and we redirect our efforts towards our Father above, towards being a good individual, towards loving instead of hating. Understanding the words of our prayers it has such an advantage because the one thing we have to realize is that these prayers can be said at any given time. Matter of fact, during my the times that I work and I interact with other people and I help other people, I find myself trying to explain them. Praying is not praying until we're ready to change, until we're ready to accept affection and give affection, to give love and to receive love. And some individuals actually believe that they're not worth being loved. And that might be the case for many. That might be the case for a lot of people who life has not been completely fair. Being a good man and uh, a good individual, a good woman, doesn't depend if you're rich or poor or how much money you have in the bank account. I like to think that money and gains, financial gains, are very human things and as such bring a lot of human temptation. However, I also found that when people have money, when they have a lot of financial gain and influence and respect, often they forget, right? They often forget to say thank you. They often forget to help others. It doesn't do any good to have the means to conquer the world if we're not able to save the souls inside the world first. I think that when we say the Lord's Prayer, when, when we say, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, it kind of speaks about that. It speaks about, give us our daily bread but also, we're trying to recognize that we can make mistakes and we can make mistakes against others and others can make mistakes against us. And that all comes into, um, it's very relative to how you handle yourself as an individual and how you treat others. I often say that when people are struggling, when they're hungry, when they don't see, they don't have money to pay the rent, they don't have money to eat or anything like that, we often turn to praying as a last-ditch miracle. And when we have the means, when the cows are fat, when the grains are sprouting, and we find ourselves going to parties and buying cars and buying every single thing that we could possibly want, that's when we forget. But you might say, oh, but you know what? I pray. I pray even though I have all this money and all these um, gains. I pray. 
that's fine. But what are you doing to help everybody else? What are you doing with your gains to help others around you? You don't have to help the world. There's no way that you can help the entire world. You don't have to. But what are you doing to help others around you? Usually when we have a lot of money, we feel that others just come to come to us because we do have the gains, we, we do have the financial stability. And we might help them once, and then we might not help them again. We might not even ask how they're doing. All of a sudden we forget about everybody else around us. And we just focus on what we want and what we want to attain. And I think it's, it's heavier the burden of somebody who has everything to help many than the one that doesn't have anything and needs help. Often we find ourselves in that, in the middle of those things. But in this prayer, we ask him for our daily bread. So that means well, the prayer doesn't say, let us ask for riches. Give us riches. It says our daily bread. Give us enough to be fed, maintain our family. And then, if you give us more, let us help the people that need it. Give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't say, give us riches and power and followers and likes. It says, give us our daily bread. As simple as that. And the next part it says, and forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those who trespass against us. In that, in those two sentences, we speak about forgiveness. We speak about not holding grudges. We speak about, let us forgive the people that have harmed us in any way. Because at some point, we also are going to be need, need, we also need to be forgiven. That is very powerful. Because love cannot happen without first forgiving yourself. We can ask forgiveness from God. And He will give it to you. You're forgiven. So today you're forgiven. You ask for it. You're forgiven. But the second part of those two lines, as we forgive those who trespass against us, that is the most difficult part. Because it takes us and puts us in that in this position in which it would require a lot of humbleness to forgive others others that talk bad about us others that have harmed us others that maybe they took the job that they that we wanted maybe they took uh, the partner that we loved maybe are people that through their actions have abused us physically emotionally 
it is easy to ask for forgiveness because our Father will forgive us. He's magnanimous and infinite, powerful. But can we forgive the people that harmed us before? Even more, can we forgive ourselves? We have found in um, a lot of the people that I talk pray with that they are ready to forgive others. A lot of people that don't want to live with with that burden in their heart. But sometimes those people that are able to take the burden of forgiving others that have abused them usually are very hard with themselves. So I asked them, what are you doing to forgive yourself? If the Father forgives you, if you have forgiven everybody else that harm, that harm you, what are you doing to forgive yourself? Usually us are the worst judges and critics of our own personal actions. And that, my friends, that can stop us from loving ourselves. Okay, again, our Father loves us. Maybe you have people that love you as well. But have you forgiven yourself through your actions, through self-care? Have you forgiven yourself? So the prayer keeps going and says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What is your temptation? What is, what are the things that are pushing you towards that darkness? Temptation happens in every single aspect of our lives. Temptation can range from, it's not just money, it's not just, you know, different vices, drugs, stuff like that. But there's many ways of temptation, there's many things. What is your definition of temptation? Have you ever asked that yourself? To yourself? What kind of temptations do you have that affect you? What kind of temptations do you have that affect others? And what kind of temptations do you have that are constantly restraining you from loving yourself and from forgiving yourself? You see, it's all related. Usually the temptations that we have are the ones that constrict us from having a better life. Whether it's the food we eat, stuff that we drink, or we smoke, the stuff that we put in our bodies, how we treat others, Temptations, for example, is power. We were talking about people with that had financial gains and all that stuff, right? Having power and not being able to respect the people that work for you under and thriving of that is a temptation. It's something that can ruin the life of 
not you, but others as well. How can we forgive our, ourselves if we don't even know exactly what kind of temptations we deal in our lives? The temptations are just like fingerprints. They're very unique. Very unique. My temptations are not the same as yours. There's some temptations that are visual, that everybody notices, and there's other temptations that are just inside of you. And you're the only one that knows how, that those temptations are there. Even though we want to love ourselves, even though we want to live a good life, we need to figure out what temptations we have in our life. How can we do that? Can we take a look at ourselves and figure that out? Are other people pointing that out to you? Sometimes we are so blind, we're not even able to see the temptations around us and how those temptations affect life and our life. He says, deliver us from evil, protect us, keeps us away. Keep us away from evil. We ask that. And I guarantee you that our Father does everything He can to keep us away from harm. But often enough, we don't listen. Often enough, we're not, we're blind to the things that we see, to the things that we do to the things that we witness from others. And sometimes the things are temptations, that evil that is poking in your soul, trying to deflect you from your destiny and your righteous path. Sometimes it's just too fun. Sometimes it's too small and you think that nobody else is going to notice. Sometimes that evil is so subliminal that we don't even identify it as a threat. And we keep doing it. You see, darkness, we think of darkness and we think of bad influences as things that, are, that we're able to witness right away and identify right away. But we gotta remember that they work in darkness, in obscure ways. And these ways, just like whispers, they influence our decisions, our words, our actions, our interactions with others. So as we ask, for us to be delivered from evil, for us to be away from temptation. Our Father is doing that, believe me. He's doing that, He's giving you options. But can you keep yourself away from that evil? Can you keep yourself away from the things that nobody notices? but that you know are causing you? Or are we going to keep hiding 
just so we can do those things, thinking that our Father above is not going to notice those things. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Of course, this is us saying that the kingdom of God needs to be forever. We wish Him, and we ask Him for that Him, for that heaven, for heaven to be infinite as our Father is, as His love is for you, as His patience is for you. And we see it as some type of kingdom outside of our realm, as far away till we die, till we are judged, as they say. But your kingdom is here too. The kingdom of the Father doesn't start when you die. The kingdom of the Father is there before you were here, during the time that you were here, and the time after you. You are right now living in the kingdom. You are right now in heaven. He is everything. And all around you, there's nothing that He wishes you for you more than to smile, than to enjoy the things that He's giving you, to enjoy this earth, to enjoy the family He gave you, to enjoy the people that love you, to enjoy a sunrise and a sunset. And people might say, oh, but I'm this way, I'm this other way, I have this limitation, I have this other limitation. It doesn't let me be happy and comfortable here, in this world. And that's understandable. But as you get closer and closer to his kingdom, you will also start getting closer and closer to what defines you as a person and defines your happiness. He wants you to smile, to enjoy yourself, to love others, to love yourself, to love yourself, to love and forgive yourself. When we say our prayers, we need to understand that these prayers are not just a praise to Him. It's not just to praise Him. It's not just to show our devotion to Him, but also these prayers are made, or were made, or were given to us as a way to love ourselves. When you're sent to this world, you're sent with a mission. You are sent with light. You're going to be not just given the task to be of service to others, not just to be given a task of being successful, but a combination and a balance of both. He wants you to understand that everything that you do needs to be towards a direction that leads you towards His Kingdom. He doesn't really care about your money. He doesn't care about how powerful you are. He doesn't care 
whether whatever race you are, he doesn't care. What he cares is what kind of heart do you have. He cares about what you are. And he loves you for who you are. He wants things to be simple and joyful. He wants things to be based in love and faith. So how do we pray? How do we even start praying? How do we even start ourselves in this journey? How do we stop? How do we grow? How do we make this pain stop? And it's very, very simple. Actually, this is something that a very wise lady told me in my, or in one of the moments in which I felt alone and I felt the pain and I felt like I was not enough. She said to me, where there's a smile, there's hope. Where there's hope, there's faith. Where there's a smile, there's hope. Where there's hope, there's faith. And that might be one of the most wise things I ever heard. Because it took away the responsibility that I put upon myself to be. He told me, no, you don't need to be the hero. You don't need to change the entire world. You don't need to do anything extraordinary that is unattainable. To start by just smiling. Because through that smile, we're going to find a hope that we need to feel the faith that we need to have. So, so when we find ourselves alone, when we find ourselves so poor that we cannot even feed ourselves, when we find ourselves so far gone into our temptations that we don't see a way back, the only thing we need to do is smile. Go right now to the mirror. Look yourself into that reflection. Look at you. And know that where there were tears, where there was hate, now if you just smile, and start feeling the love of our Father. Because remember, He already forgave you for every single thing that you have done. But can you forgive yourself? Can you forgive yourself from the things that you have done to yourselves and to others? Once you do that, you're going to start being able to smile more often. You're going to be able to start unburdening yourself from whatever pressure you put and other people put on. Now, it's not just as simple as the smile, right? How can we forgive ourselves and forgive others from all those years of abuse? We need to figure out a couple of things. For example, what is harming me? What are my temptations? What is my evil? 
and actively try to change those things. We can try to seek help from others because love requires us to be humble. It requires us to be humble and that means that we need to ask for help. If we have something that we cannot just get a grip of, go find help. Talk to other people that want to help you. You cannot figure this thing alone. Be humble and ask for help. What if it's something that we can handle? What if it's something that nobody can really help us with? Something that we struggle internally and we don't want to voice it out to others. And if you're choosing not to be helped by others, then you need to help yourself. And how do you help yourself is by facing the things and the temptations, the evil that you have been living with. And the way to do that is to start paving the way for inner self, for the inner self, for self-care. For example, sometimes, you know, People that I talk to have been abused or they are in very bad relationships with their partners. They get abused emotionally or physically, yet they still remain there. They choose not to leave. And they tell me, oh, for the sake of my kids, for the sake of whatever. And the very first thing I tell them is like, so, you're choosing to be abused for the sake of somebody else who's witnessing that abuse. You're choosing to expose the people that trust you, for example, your kids, to witness the abuse that you're enduring just for the sake. When we start figuring out what is causing darkness within us, what is causing harm within us, we need to identify how to correctly turn that negative energy into positive. And sometimes the only thing we can do is to get out of those relationships. Why do we need to be abused on a daily basis? You're trying to be a hero, trying to be somebody who is not seen as somebody who destroys a family but by choosing to stay there you're letting your kids witness that abuse and they are going to carry that darkness with them as well our father wants you to be happy but he's not gonna make you happy until you choose to be happy he wants you to live a peaceful and fruitful life. But are you going to allow his blessings and his warnings for you to stay out of harm's way? Are you going to allow those things to have a positive impact for you? When we say the Lord's Prayer, it's not just us praising our Father. 
but it gives you clues to figure it out what you need to do with yourself. It gives you clues as to how to improve yourself. It gives you clues as to what to be responsible of and what are the things that you're gonna let our Father take care for you. Usually, we find ourselves in too deep. We find ourselves too easily swayed by darkness, too distracted by everything else, to take a chance on ourselves, to take a moment to breathe, take a moment to witness that wisdom that is given to us on a simple prayer, like our Lord's prayer. And as we pray, we say it so fast that we don't let the impact of those words teach us what they need to teach us. So I invite you to slow down. See, slowing down for the prayer doesn't just mean to slow down when you pray, but also slow down when you, uh, during your life, during your interactions with others. It teaches you to slow down with your decisions, to realize the words that are coming out of your mouth, the words that you hear on a daily basis. And what he's telling you is, as I am going to try to do my best to keep you out of harm's way, you also have to do the best you can to listen to the warnings I'm giving you and to get away from harms you, from whatever harms you. You need to keep yourself out of that as well. And that is the contract you're doing, signing on when you pray. Whatever prayer that be. Sometimes people feel too ashamed to go to a house of worship. Sometimes they have been rejected of those houses of worship. But I can tell you right now, as you're driving your car, as you're listening to this while you're uh, cooking dinner, as you're listening to this in your bedroom, know that God is so big and He's so magnanimous that He has omnipresence. And if you take a moment, close your eyes, and say the prayer, He'll answer and He'll wash you with His love and He'll forgive your sins, and He's going to invite you to change your life. Because as much as He wants to help you, it is your responsibility to make those changes. And it is your responsibility to make those changes permanent in your life. And I know that He believes and wishes you to be strong. He wishes you to smile and be happy and to be able to receive and give love. 
He wants you to have the motivation to get up and work out, to find yourself a job, to step away from that uh, abusive relationship, to support your, your, your family. He's right there with you in that hospital wing while you cry for your loved one. He's right there when you're frustrated about life, when you're angry. He says, I will lead you not into temptation, and I will deliver you away from me. You gotta pay attention to my signs. You gotta pay attention to the frequency and the vibes I'm sending you. And the only thing you have to do in order to be able to witness and to take off that veil is for you to simply slow down so you can witness his miracles on a daily basis. Simple miracles that can change your entire life as he usually does every single day for you. You're still here. You can still change. You can still praise his name in the good times and in the bad times. You can still help others. Whatever makes you smile, whatever gets you closer to the, to the destiny that he has given you, that will be revealed to you when you're able to smile and you're able to hope and you're able to have faith. What are you waiting for? He's not asking you to do anything heroic. He's not asking you to save the entire world. He's only asking you to love yourself and to love others. And if you still don't feel love for yourself just yet, if you're still a work in progress, start by smiling. Use those muscles in your face to change that frown to a smile. You don't have to say a word. Just think about how much your Father loves you as He washes you, forgives your sins, and smile. Remember that His light and His miracles are all around you. And He's showing you every day how much He loves you and how much He believes in you and how much He wants you to be happy. If only we start loving ourselves. If only we can slow down everything that is in His name was made perfect, including you, especially you. Everything that your eyes see, every interaction that you have, is meant to be for you to learn something, for you to understand that you can be stronger, for you to understand 
how to be humble, how to love yourself, how to love others, how to have patience, how to remove yourself from evil, and you're here for a reason. He has crafted destiny for you. He's waiting for you to react. He's waiting for you to snap out of it at this moment, at this very second, to change your life. If you only slow down, smile. He's not asking for anything in return. This is your life. You are the reason he smiles. You're part of his light. And I want you to remember that whatever you do, you're blessed. You're loved. And you're protected. Start by forgiving yourself. Start by allowing yourself to be happy first. And you'll see life will start making sense. Thank you so much for listening to me today, for receiving this message, for hearing these words of encouragement. Everything that I said today said from my heart and it was meant for you to embrace life and embrace change. May the love and the light of the Father shine on you wherever you are as you hear these words this fire will be installed in you and in your soul and it's going to grow slowly but surely and it's going to make you whole we're going to close today's episode again with our Father's prayer. Close your eyes. Start thinking about all the words that we exchanged. I want you to feel all the tears. I want you to start being lifted by His prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mom, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 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 And remember this. When you find yourself in a moment of confusion and temptation, I just want you to say these words. God is one. One is God. God is all. God is one. One is God. God is all. Thank you so much. See you around on the next time. This has been Amos, the Praying Man for Rice Higher Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you the very best. And I want you to be happy. And know that you're loved. Thank you so much.